All right, everybody. It's September. Uh, that mean that means it's a time for a little bit of unhinged, uh, little surprise commentary. I consider this a new classic, uh, possibly a niche classic uh, in the uh, pandemic pandemic era. Uh, this came out uh, probably about a year ago now, I'd say. And I saw it up north, uh, one of the few theaters that were open at the time, and uh, one person running it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it was uh, not there's barely, not many that pe- many people in the theater, but it was uh, well, it's an experience. We're going to watch it today. It is available on Amazon Prime, so if you got Amazon Prime, check it out. Um, I'm not sure how much longer it's going to be uh, available on Prime. If you have the DVD, uh, get that sucker um, ready. I, I'm not sure how the speed is as far as syncing it up, but you could probably hit pause once in a while or fast forward. I, I'm sure it would work okay, this commentary. So thanks for listening, everybody. For those are, that are not watching the movie and um, are just listening, I appreciate that too. <laughs> I don't I don't want to bore you. I don't mean to bore you, but this is a commentary track for the movie Unhinged, which I consider to myself a new a new I think it'll be it'll go down as a classic eventually. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go and I'm going to got my finger on the watch now and I'll try to sync this up a few times. So on 3, I'm going to hit the watch now button. 1 2 Three. It's going to black. It's loading. It's loading. It's loading. Still spinning. Forgive my connection. Prime video advertisement. I'm going to hit skip right now, so we're going to have to resync this. I'm going to have to skip. Hitting skip now. And loading. Logo. You should see. Solstice logos, the Solstice Studios. It just faded away. A second logo just appeared. Ingenious. I don't know how many more logos we're going to get. Probably 15 more. Okay, now you see the rain. It's a rainy night. Hopefully, you're synced up. We'll probably be. A second or two, uh, either behind or ahead, depending how you do it. But no big deal. Shot on the car. Now this has quite an interesting opening sequence. Um, if you haven't seen this movie yet, I say this is spoilers. <laughs> this is spoilers, but uh, this is—they set this right away that this is an irredeemable human being and uh, it definitely got me uh, definitely got my jaw dropping a little bit I'm also going to be reading some entries ooh not from Wikipedia, but like I did with The Edge. Uh, the IMDb 
unhinged facts just to keep things from being so uh, dull or silent because this is a commentary track you want some you want some commentary no matches were harmed in making this scene well <laughs> I guess they were Quite the metaphor. Russell put on a significant amount of weight. I mean, he was already kind of a, you know, a little bit of a portly fellow. <laughs> no offense to Russell. I like Russell Crowe a lot. But he, he put a little bit of weight on over the years. But he really put on the weight for this one, I could tell. I'm going to be drinking uh, my equivalent of super coffee. Um, I'm going to be drinking a, a C4 energy drink <laughs> as we watch this because I, I get fired up. I get fired up. I get unhinged with it. Yeah, it's crazy. damn pretty damn Michael Myers-ish oh yeah the man put on some pounds Now, I'm trying to remember these people that he killed because his wife or something. I'm trying to remember what he used for justification. That he got really messed up. He lost his family. He got fired or something crazy like that. Well, not that crazy. <laughs> he got fired. <laughs> he reacted crazily. Oh, you got to drive away from the explosion. <laughs> Even, even when you're a, a murderer, you gotta, you gotta do that. All right, when this intro scene, when I was watching it. I was thinking everything was getting a little crazy and they show some scenes here that I'm like I, like I was really surprised that they were showing these scenes because they're riot like scenes yeah and everyone is already so like what the hell 
with everything going on and the masks and we gotta do all this shit. <laughs> Big commentary on cell phones and driving. Which is good. I love I love movies that do this with the titles though. They make the title a big deal. They make it part of the oof. They make it part of the uh whole theme of the movie. It's not downplayed, it's not subtle. It's too many subtle movie titles if you ask me. I actually thought, I'm sorry, I thought that some of those letters were supposed to be part, it's still a decent title, but I think that, I think that the title could have been bigger, but I thought they were making the, the footage and everything part of the letters, which would have been a little bit, I thought that's what they were going for, kind of were, but it, it's still better than average, I guess, sorry, <laughs> I thought it was doing something else. Let's restart this whole commentary. <laughs> uh, here we go. Now, trivia. Did you know uh, the first movie to enter wide theatrical release in the USA after the closure of most theaters due to the beer bug between March 13th, 2020, uh, releases of Bloodshot, which I still got to see, the Hunt, and I still believe, in August 21st expansion of this film. And the August 21st ex expansion of this film into uh, uh, 823, or 1,823 North American theaters. Uh, there was a gap of over five months with no new wide theatrical releases at all. Um... Yeah, and that's what it says about that there. So we'll go through some more trivia later here. There's going to be some downtime in this movie where it's just, you know, 
the thing is, I like. Watching the drama, but it's just hard to commentary on it. Let me see. Candy Cane Theater is another trivia one. Uh, the, the Candy Cane Scissors Theaters. All right, nod to the similarly themed Joyride 2001, in which protagonists use the call sign of Candy Cane to anger a homicidal uh, motorist who then terrorizes them. Uh, was that the Candy Cane Scissors? It was a good move to get um, unfamiliar actors. You know, I think there's a lot. Um, the movie, this movie, rests a lot, especially the first part of it, on, on these actors carrying the film, and they're rel- relatively unknown. But I like the scissors uh, foreshadowing. The trailer features a cover of Nirvana's Harp Shaped Box from their 1993 album, In Utero. All right, we're getting close to it. <laughs> Normally, I'm not a fan of movies that use the uh, the smartphones, but in this case, this movie is commentary, uh, commentating on smartphones and while driving, or any kind of phone while driving. Uh, 
Karen Pistorius, who plays Rachel, is only 14 years older than Gabriel Bateman, who plays her son, Kyle. Dutch viewers have noted a remarkable similarity between this film's pre premise and the Dutch thriller uh, Bumperkleef, 2019, which is also about a mysterious driver who demands apologies for a perceived road rage insult. Upon not receiving it, uh, he starts a relentless pursuit of the perpetra uh, perpetrator. Given that it was released less than a year later, these similarities are... Uh, are most likely coincidental. Wow, that's odd. It was released a year, uh, less than a year later. Like most likely coincidental. So this movie was released less than a year later. See, this is tough stuff to make people watch and keep watching. It's just—it's very—it's kind of mundane stuff. So, for an actor, you have to make it interesting somehow, or make it. Sight forwards some way to keep people interested. Plus, you have to have people have people have to have sympathy for these characters and feel like they know them a little bit. I do agree with too many cars and too many people. <laughs> there definitely are. And when they get us all hooked into the Matrix, where are all the gonna cars gonna go? There's gonna be we're gonna have all these cars, shelves of cars all over the place. Nothing to do with them. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it.
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's something very kind of death-proof about this movie that I like. <laughs> it's like there's similar uh, characters where they do stuff with their cars to uh, get revenge or kill people. But I like that he uses, you know, Russell Crowe uses just, you know, your standard uh, SUV truck or whatever. So it begins.
good job on the accent, Ross. Man, I don't know what particular state that southern accent is from, but I think he zoned in on one. Also, like Death Proof, this movie uses very little CG that I noticed, which is excellent. with Russell Crowe it's like you know he's played the hero so many times it's hard to see him as a villain or he's played the anti-hero or whatever but he has played the villain in the past in the past look at um, Virtuosity I think was the, that one so again it's just been a while since he played a, a, a villain with the Fortnite. Always with the Fortnite these days. I'm going to take I'm going to take a point off for the Fortnite reference. We don't need any more Fortnite. Thank you. <laughs> Plus, eventually when the game you know, peters out popularity, this will be more time of a time capsule, but all right. Small, small minus, and an otherwise good film. Goofs. When Rachel and her son drive away, following the first encounter with us, Russell Crowe's character, uh, the rear 
passenger window that was stuck in the down position is seen from an internal shot as being up. Uh, in the next external shot, the window is back down again. <laughs> Continuity. See? On your phone. <laughs> it's good because not many movies will comment on this stuff. You know, this is stuff that people are all talking about. It's like because you're on your damn phone. And it is, it's our problem right now. Technology. Controlling it. And keep it in, keeping it in check. She's good. She's got some good naturalness about her. She doesn't seem she doesn't seem like she's laying things on too thick. Um, oh yeah, I remember this this part with this phone being stuck. Yeah. One of thing one of the things I like about this. And the things I've been thinking of lately is doing things and not being mindful of them, which I've gotten in trouble in myself, I've noticed. Not that I drive and use my phone at the same time, but um, just what you're cognizant of what you're doing and where you're putting things. Um, it's easy to lose track of the present moment and just get lost in your thoughts and not and you know you do things where it's like why did I put that there well because you were thinking that this other thing was occupying your mind It's also a movie about making change. <laughs> Hello. One of the main quotes in this movie is the man 
to Rachel. I guess his character is just called the man. I think he's got a name in this. I'm pretty sure. The man to Rachel. I'm sorry. But I don't think you know what, what a really bad day is. But you'll fucking learn. A top quote. According to IMDb. Sorry for the spoon. I'm just mixing a drink here. Go your own way. good that's one of the things about this movie it's uh, the other innocent drivers are kind of like part of the <laughs> part of his like mutant ability to kill people Oh, she's on her phone. She's got, you know, she got read the Instagram message. <laughs> Look over. Uh-huh. Oh, everyone be look would be looking over by now for sure.
Ajá. So here's some user reviews. Well, this one person gave it 5 out of 10. Okay, so I'm a fan of Russell Crowe. He has done some truly magnificent work over his distinguished career. However, this movie is definitely not one of them. It's a psycho thriller with a plot that keeps you interested, but sadly the same plot is riddled with holes and incongruous... Uh, I can't say that word. Incongruous... <laughs> events uh the lead characters aren't for the most part believable and there are multiple flaws in production it is also an extremely violent film in parts yet needlessly so having said that it does make a very bold statement about the deterioration of american society into a race of proud and angry and intolerant people glad i saw it it was the only original feature film on at our cinema but won't be seeing it a second time. Look at the weight. He's approaching Orson Welles. This is Orson Wellian. Speaking of weight, let's see. Let's see who his dietitian was. B.J. Wheeler was Russell Crowe's dietitian for this role in the in the movie. Just uh, trivia fact.
but I don't want to buy you coffee. <laughs> this is all very unhinged. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Oh. Damn. This part, <laughs> Russell Crowe is in his mouth. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> his mouth's moving like a Muppet. Look <laughs> at Jim Henson Muppet.
Wow. The butter knife. I wonder if that's a like Mythbuster thing that you can kill somebody with a butter knife in the back of the head. If that's provable. movie does an interesting job kind of uh, in the performance and how it's set up it's like what is it to look like or feel like emotionally going past the point of no return um Yeah, in a kind of a, in a realistic modern setting, you know.
right now. a butter knife <laughs> is that even possible
about this part. Gosh. Yeah, there's definitely some horror-like things in this movie. It's just kind of surreal to watch Russell Crowe do them. He looks hefty. I don't know if that was intentional with the soft lockdown line, if they knew about everything that was going on at the time. Because you got to, this is probably made before everything uh, went to shit. Or at least written. They might might be uh, talking about the, because of uh, Russell Crowe going around hit people with cars so maybe that's what they meant soft lockdown still kind of weird coincidence unhinged connections IMDB references Falling Down 1993 similar concept of anti-hero I love Falling Down both Will and the man also snap in traffic too also there's a Fortnite uh, reference Kyle talks about the new uh, Fortnite strategy as we all know
<laughs> That's a good line too to remember. <laughs> Gosh. It's got the uh, 420 uh, Awards third annual nominee for the award for a favorite kick-ass movie.
turning point. Excuse me. I got some more facts that I'll talk about when it gets to a, a quieter scene from Wikipedia. <laughs> Shit. See, it's his mutant ability. 
he makes the uh, other people kill the people that need to uh, that are going to stop him. <laughs> what a coincidence! See that—that's a neat part of this movie. It's like, it's the accidents that back him up. He's—he's he's a personification of like the, the chaos of the accidents. See, I'm sure there's some CG there, but that, you go with it. It's done very well. So you don't lean on it. I'm sure that was like a mix of practical and CG.
Russell Crowe, the reason I, I like Russell, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, said he's one of the few actors left that has, I don't know, it, an extra layer, well, literal extra layers, but an extra heaviness, well, literally an extra heaviness, uh, an extra charisma to his roles, um, a life experience, uh, an anger, I guess, and as, as he's proven in real life, too, but, um, but also in real life, he's, he's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool here and there, you know, I think he's, I think he's learned from his, um, spaz outs, um, nobody's perfect, <laughs> but I think he, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot there in his psyche that he uses in his roles, and that I think a lot of people, a lot of actors, younger, don't necessarily have as much, um, for whatever reasons. I just watched him in Cinderella Man uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, that's it's pretty cool. It's pretty pretty awesome to go from Cinderella Man to this role. Uh, he's good at adapting accents, although he's it's kind of hit and miss though. Uh, like in Robin Hood, uh, <laughs> he told somebody uh, in an interview for Robin Hood, "It's like your accent kind of goes in and out." And, uh, <laughs> he told the guy, "It's like you, you got deaf ears, mate. You got deaf ears." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think it, it it depends on the role, you know. I think they said something like he sounded Irish. The caller said he sounded Irish, and he's supposed to be coming off as uh, English, you know. He's like, you got that face, mate. Ah, oh, the candy cane scissors. Foreshadowed. The sea floor is really explosive. That I'm drinking. Release Unhinged was originally scheduled to be released on August 28th, 2000, the year of our Lord, 2020, before being pushed back to September 4th in May 2020. Its release was moved up to July 1st, 2020, in order to be uh, likely be the first test the, wa the first test of waters as theaters try to rebound from the uh, from the 19 pandemic. Uh, the date was later pushed back to July 10th, July 31st, and July 23rd. The film was again delayed, this time August 21st, 2020. The film began a premium video-on-demand release on October 20th, 61 days after opening in theaters. Normally, if distributors put a film on VOD before the 75-day window, theaters will stop showing it. However... 
given the the, the beer bug, exhibitor, exhibitors feel it remains a welcome addition to a limited release schedule. Film began an international release on July 16th in Germany, and then on July 31st in the UK, Europe, Australia, Asia, and Latin America. The film was released in Ecuador on August August the 6th. It's important to know that. Oh. This would be a good Halloween costume. <laughs> he's a he's this. There is some serious man and women, uh, man and woman violence in this movie. Where I'm, I'm surprised there's as much of it. I really am. Like it's almost, it's like an uncomfortable amount. <laughs> Not that it should ever be comfortable, but it's just it's. Oof. Just it makes you feel. It really makes you shake your head while we watch this here. Uh, Unhinged gross two point twenty point. Uh, 20.8 million in the in the U.S. and Canada, and 22.4 million in other territories, for a worldwide total of 43.2 million. Uh, critical response. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Hinged holds an approval rating of 48% based on 202 reviews. Jeez, 48% with an average score of 5.3 out of 10. The website's critics' consensus reads, Russell Crowe makes for a compulsively watchable villain, but Unhinged lacks enough intelligence or depth to get sufficient mileage out of its pulpy premise. I don't fully agree with that. Yeah, it could it could have a little bit more, but so what? You know, a lot of movies could have a little bit more depth. I think what what is uh what's on the first couple layers they do well. Ooh. I mean, a, a movie lacking a lot of depth. I mean, that's not the worst criticism in the world. Again, it's not a perfect movie. You know, it's hard to hit that 10 out of 10 score for any movie. But this is a lot better than 5, 5 out of 10. That's nuts. Not even a 7 out of 10. Jeez, come on now. 
Oof. Gosh, the eyes. I, I always hate stuff with the eyes. It always... Ugh. Uh. Yeah, you gotta say a liner. One liner. <laughs> it's very horror-esque. Your courtesy tap. She says it real realistically, so that's good. Ugh, I hate stuff with the eyes, so that's always some. Just, I hate that stuff. No one deserves to get stuff in the eyes like that. <laughs> well, maybe he does, but still, it doesn't doesn't feel doesn't feel right. Decapitate him or something. That was, yeah. <laughs> on Metacritic, the film has weighted an average score of 40 out of 100. I don't get this. Based on 36 critics and indicating mixed or average reviews. Uh, Guy Lodge of Variety said the film delivers exactly the nasty B movie thrills you expect. And wrote, the carnage is the point here, not any of the reasoning behind it. And Bort and Crow uh, suit it, uh, bring it to a suitably frothing, furious head. Uh, writing for C CTV News, Richard Krauss, I don't know if I said that right, gave the film two stars. Come on. And specified unhinged distinguishes itself by keeping the pedal to the metal without providing anything new in the way of thrills. I, I don't agree with that. As a study of an emasculated man seeking revenge, it brings it brings to mind falling down. Right, Michael with Michael Douglas's black comedy, except unhinged is is all darkness and no comedy. That's fine. I'm all right with that. That's what it is. Oh, here's a here's another bad one. Ready for IndieWire, Kaleem, uh, F F tab. Uh, that was nice touch. <laughs> See, be mindful. Be mindful what you're doing. Then another car smacks her from the side. Boom. That'd be the way to end end the movie right there. Love the song. Although I wish it was just the original Blue Easter cult. 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 But I'm glad it's a cool song to end it on. The Reaper in the sun, in the sun, in the rain. 
writing for IndieWire, Kaleem Aftab gives the film a, a D and says for a film so reliant on the telephone, it's the telephone. It's probably not a surprise that Crow dials in his performance. He doesn't. You're out of your mind, Kaleem. Uh, dressed heavy set Crow is all grimaces and frowns and disgust at everything around him. His only emotional note is all angry. Residing, resulting in a I don't agree with that resulting in a parody of his own performances uh, it's crow on overdrive and it's horrible I think there's some nuance in it I do I think there's a lot of undercurrents of things that happened to him to get to this point and you see it in, in the performance um, he's almost there's hints of sympathy um, even though he's well past it so I think uh, yeah I think the, I think really the critics are kind of they're off on this one. You know, is it a perfect movie? No, but it is a good watchable movie for what it is and what it's trying to say that a lot of movies, modern movies aren't necessarily saying right now is everyone's on their phone, everyone's driving, everyone's distracted. Um so many cars there's such pressure going on um of living in a busy a busy society like this where we're all like up against it stress and pressures and what it does to people and um to the extreme and it's shown through the the montage and the opening credits you know people that have snapped because of how our society is is constructed. Not that, you know, we're all going to snap because of how it is, but it, it can be conducive. I guess it raises that question. Is it conducive to psychotic behavior? Um, I, I think it plays its part. You know, whether that was intentional or not. It's not, probably not intentional, but there is a lot about our society and the way it's set up and our technology that form a perfect kind of uh, spark to it all. That if, you know, and, and if you're not raised right or raised with certain discipline, um, or something in someone's life isn't treated um, things like this could happen and they do happen and uh, so yeah I, that's what I get from that for sure so I think the critics are off I mean if anything it's a 7 out of 10 movie I give it a solid 8 you know maybe eight, even 8.5 eight stars I give it 3.5 I think it's it's a pretty good movie. Um, it definitely more than succeeds of what it's trying to be. And the performance and some of the things they're commenting on is there. Um, I think it's worth a second watch. It, it is a bit of a slow build in the beginning. Um and that's all I got to say about that. Stay mindful. Don't drive and uh, <laughs> don't drive and use your your phone, your smartphone. 
and uh, pull over if you got to use it for something and be mindful of what you're doing and uh, be aware when you honk your horn I know I do it but you got to be aware of how much you do it and uh, what the repercussions of dealing with people that could be unhinged could be some some crazy Russell Crowe-esque uh, southerners out there <laughs> or northerners or whateverers and uh, yeah so uh, this is Hambo signing off careful out there when you're driving be aware stay alert stay alive and I'll see you in the next commentary next podcast thanks for listening hope you enjoyed it happy September beginning uh, maybe this is the beginning of a Halloween uh, commentary marathon (laughs) I guess it sets the tone well alright I'll talk to you guys later Thanks thanks for listening bye